Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hello and welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. (laughs) Happy New Year's. New Year's edition. I don't think it's actually New Year's yet when this drops. It's Monday. We had to go on Christmas vacation. We'll report all about it when we get back. I can only imagine we are going to have Christmas craziness with Mm -hmm. our family. Oh, yeah. Hopefully our kids like our presents that we bought them. My kids have already been getting presents. Oh, well, your kids are lucky. Yeah. My cousin, actually, speaking of that tap, this is kind of funny. What? My cousin, Michelle, she's a listener, by the way, and she gave us a shout out. Oh, hi, Michelle. Shout you out, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. With one L, and I said Michelle with two L, so sorry, Michelle. Sorry. She gave my kids Christmas presents yesterday. Oh, that's down. nice. I'm going to show you a video of one. Okay. <laughs> Tell me what you think about this. Okay. Let me see it. Oh. Interesting, oh. right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a vibrating something. It is a vibrating pen. We'll post a video of it when this airs. The pen looks very... Round and girthy. Yeah, it does. It's a very interesting gift. Wow. Thank you, Mimi. It has caused much laughter in our house. Mimi, are you sure that gift was not for Gretchen? (laughs) (laughs) And Stacy from Alabama, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> they know. Uh, well, that is interesting. You know what my daughter told me? Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this, Gretchen, where so she's 10 and she really has believed in Santa. And so I think this year maybe she kind of caught on. So, well, 10 is old to still believe in Santa. Is it? I don't know. So I think she's given me hints. Like today she was in the car and she says, I really hope Santa Claus brings me a guinea pig. And F that, Kyla. I said, oh, yeah, I don't know if Santa's bringing you a guinea pig. Because you already have hamsters. We have hamsters. And they're stupid. We have two they dogs. like rats. Not down. We have two cats. That are real annoying. We had two bunnies. all over your house. And then she says, and you know what, mom? I wouldn't mind if it was a hairless guinea pig. Oh, definitely no. (laughs) Definitely no. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, maybe there's something else that Santa wants to get you. What would you like besides a guinea pig? Something. Something, I'm sure. But so... I'll report back to you if she was very upset that she didn't get a guinea pig. It's time to have that little chat with her that she's old enough to be the magic maker. Okay. Next year. Next year. Fifth grade. The jig is up, Kai. Okay. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. She loves listening to our podcast. Well, don't let her, mommy. It's your job. Yeah, I don't. Protect her little ears. You know, I I don't. I I have to always, like, censor some things I let her listen to. I actually let her watch one of these documentaries I was watching uh, for an episode I'm going to do next. (laughs) (laughs) All the kids were very interested. Oh, good. Yeah. They love the true crime. It's got to be in the blood. (laughs) Yeah, it must be in the blood. (laughs) So we're drinking champagne because we needed to cheers in the new year early. We have to record early. You guys totally understand because we're on vacation. Listen, a lot of podcasts just don't drop episodes over the podcast over the holidays. So right, they just do a a repeat, a best stuff. Oh, and you know what? That's so not us because just record early. Yeah. Like us. Yeah. Give yourselves heart attacks during the Christmas time crazy and (laughs) keep keep recording. Yeah. Yeah. Do all that. Okay. So what's your crime today, Gretchy? I'm going to tell you about the couple, Dr. Martin McNeil and his wife, Michelle. Oh. Pleasant Grove, Utah. Speaking of Michelle, you love the Utah cases. Well, this is my second Utah, I think. I do have an affection for Utah, though. I thought the last one we did was not the last one, but a couple times ago was Utah. Because I asked you oh, if they were probably. Mormon. We all know my brain is like Salt a sponge, Lake. and once it's full, something's got to drop out. So I might have done more than one Utah. Margie wasn't Margie from Salt Lake City. Margie, yeah, yeah, she was. Okay, I thought I remembered she that. Was. I can't believe I remember that. Well, I did but. not rem- recall that Margie, whether she was Mormon or not, but. Martin and Michelle were. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. So let's talk crime. Okay. So Martin and Michelle Summers lived in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Currently, you can buy a nice house there around 300 k But where the McNeils lived, it looked more like a million-dollar neighborhood. Wow. Based on my realtor.com. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Michelle and Martin met when Michelle was just 21 years old at a church function and married soon after meeting. They went on to make the picture-perfect family. Martin was a doctor and served twice as a bishop in the church. They had four beautiful daughters and also went on to adopt two more beautiful daughters from the Ukraine. Martin and Michelle were exceptionally good-looking. But sometime around Martin's 50th birthday, he started getting real hyper-focused on looks. He began really stepping up his fitness game, even tanning. Tanning? Yeah, has your husband ever tanned? I don't know. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know. I used to think he was metrosexual. You know how they used to say that all the time? Yeah. He's not. He just wore like good jeans when we were still poor. Yes, that's exactly what it was. (laughs) that's it. (laughs) Yeah. He just dressed well, much better than our friends in Ventura were dressing at the time. My husband, he would never tan, but when we go on vacation, he does let me shave his back. (laughs) (laughs) Sean doesn't have that problem, but I would shave it too. Fred's just got like one little patch. It needs to go. Yeah. And that's nice that he does, lets you do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he encouraged his wife to take care of her appearance as well. And he recommended she go out and get herself a facelift. How old? Well, he was 50. I think she might have been like two years younger. Okay. So you're just right around the corner for you, right? 10 years away from a facelift? I mean, that I don't think you have to get a facelift if you get Botox because you're keeping everything up. You're avoiding it. Listen, what my dermatologist said is if you do the lasers and the Botox together, you're not going to need a facelift. And so I'm going to go that route starting in my 40th year of life. Okay. Well, let's all, speaking of guinea pigs, let's let Tab be our guinea pig and see how that works out for you. Thanks. I will be the guinea pig. I'll let you all I know hear every all year. about the lasers and I'll tell you all about how gross Tab looks after she gets it because <laughs> I've heard you look like real gnarly. Oh, guess what? I'm getting it on like January 6th. So we're going to have to record <laughs> right after <laughs> like I do. So Okay. Maybe you can come and help me cool my face off. Oh, can't wait. Sounds real fun. Okay. So it took a while for Michelle to come around to this facelift and idea. But she wanted to keep her husband and she did have a little reason to be worried. All this working out and tanning got Michelle to thinking he might be having an affair Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she confided in one of her older daughters her concerns. The two did some detective work and went to the phone records. I recently know somebody who got busted for having an affair that way. I mean, that's a good place to start. Check the phone records if you're suspicious. Okay? Hello. They saw that he had been talking to one Gypsy Jillian Willis at all hours. Michelle actually confronted Martin about this, and he told her that Gypsy was just a nurse. He was going to rent some commercial space to or something, and that she's the one with the problem. Why haven't you gotten your face lifted already? (laughs) Turning it right around on her. That's what they do. 
So she actually did schedule the surgery right away. It conveniently worked out because one of her daughters was a medical student and she would be home on break to help take care of her. So the surgery was set and Martin was reportedly real pushy with the surgeon in regards to writing a laundry list of prescriptions that he wanted in the interest of keeping Michelle more comfortable. These drugs are not supposed to be taken together, but the surgeon thought since Martin was also a doctor, he was well aware and would take all the necessary precautions. Those drugs included Percocets, Valium, Ambien, and Fenugrin. Okay, sounds Mm -hmm. like a party. So, just kidding. Okay, so (laughs) I just can't resist. I'm not mature. Okay, so the surgery was a success, and her daughter Alexis was there to help her with the aftercare. She was alarmed because she went to go check on her mother, and she just seemed like a little extra sedated, okay? When she confronted her daddy about this, he told her, like, don't worry, boo. Like, I'm in charge of the medication. Let it go, okay? Mm-hmm. But the thing was, was that her mom was actually worried about it too. She felt like her husband was over-medicating her, but she couldn't tell because she was wearing eye patches. So she asked her daughter, while her husband is gone, obviously, to put each pill in her hand and tell her what it was so she would know if he was lying to her or not about what she was taking. Well, eventually Alexis had to go back to school. And she was okay with it. It had been a week since her mother's surgery. And at this point, she seemed like she was in good shape and on the road to a full recovery. But she wasn't. Sadly, on April 11th, 2007, when Martin got home from picking up his youngest daughter from school, he sent his six-year-old upstairs to check on her mommy. And she came down screaming something was wrong. Mm. Michelle was unconscious in the bathtub. He called 911. I'm going to play you the 911 call okay. now. Okay, what's the problem, sir? Sir, what's wrong? Who's in the bathtub? Who's in the bathtub? My wife. Okay, is she conscious? Okay, sir. Sir, I need you to calm. Sir, I, I can't understand you. Okay, can you calm down just a little bit? Okay, what? Your wife is unconscious. She is unconscious. She's underwater. Okay, did you did you get her out of the water? I did. I just got her out of the water. I'm still in the water. She's under the water. She is out of the water. I was wondering if you could get me Okay, is she breathing at all? She is not. Okay, sir, the ambulance has been paged. They're on their way, okay? Do not hang up. What? Sir? Why would an adult female be so cool? Sir, this is 911. Can I help you? I need help. Okay, sir, they're on their way. Is your wife breathing? 
Okay, so he's a little aggro. He's real aggro, but I feel like if I called 911, I would be like that. No, I called 911 before and I was really calm. But I'm saying if I called 911 and I had an emergency with my family member, I'd be screaming the fuck like that. Yeah, I yeah, I guess. But, I would be screaming my ass off, but I also wouldn't be like, I know CPR. I'm a physician. Of course. He's mad at her for like even like asking if she's doing CPR. Like, of course. <laughs> My mother-in-law would be like that. I was just thinking of her, but I don't want to say it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> about that? Yeah. Yeah, she would. Yeah. She would yell at them about getting her a freaking ambulance right now. It sounds crazy. When you take the 911 apart, like, I mean, it's kind of absurd. He couldn't pull her out of the tub. And clearly, like, he's not doing CPR. Yeah, that I didn't think he was doing CPR. It's, How it's, is he talking and doing CPR? Yeah, it's weird. Okay. And, why didn't and then just don't the answer the phone, dude. And then he's like, no, I didn't pull her out of the tub. I couldn't get her out of the tub. I drained the water, but I'm doing CPR. And yeah, it's weird. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it doesn't make sense to us, but it didn't seem to raise any red flags with the police at the time. They never did like a real investigation of the crime scene and they closed the case after the medical examiner ruled that Michelle had died of natural causes. The autopsy states that she had like hypertension or some kind of problem. That's what he determined naturally she died of in her 50s. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so this didn't really sit well with his grown daughters since their mother had confided in them before she died that she was worried that their father could be responsible for something bad happening to her. So the funeral was just three days after Michelle's passing at Dr. Martin McNeil's insistence. At the funeral... Martin cut a whole bunch of people, specifically Michelle's relatives, off the invitee list. Turns out a lot of Michelle's family never liked Martin, and the feeling was mutual. And he let them know that if they showed up, police would be called. He sounds like a real gem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, But there was one guest in attendance at Michelle's funeral that Martin definitely did not have a problem with. Her name was? It was the lady that he was on the phone with. Gypsy Gypsy. Wellis. Gypsy. Gypsy. Got it. Okay. This bitch had the balls to show up at the funeral. Can you believe that? Shut the front door. No. And to make matters worse, she texted Martin, Naughty pictures during the surface. You know, I always think, too, when they try to bury them, like, within a hot minute, that there's something going on. Something up, right? Her defense of this reprehensible action is that she claimed she came to the funeral out of respect. That is not respectful. Yeah. That is disrespectful, Biatch. I agree. I agree. Okay. 
So here we are. Martin is left to raise these two young daughters and he needs help. So he lets his older girls know that he will be hiring a nanny. And guess who it is? Don't even say gypsy. Yeah, gypsy. Yeah. His older daughters call BS on this gypsy shit right now, and he throws them out of the house. He moves gypsy in, and faster than a 90-day fiancé later, while the two were on a trip to Wyoming to visit gypsy's family, Martin proposed to her less than 90 days after Michelle. I think I remember this case. Oh, it was a big one, Tom. Yeah. It was a big one. I remember this. Okay. Okay. Well, don't spoil it for everybody else. I, yeah. I don't remember it that well. It's like okay. me watching a movie. Yeah. I can watch a movie like a second time and I'm like, mm, oh, yeah, me too. I remember, but I, I don't really remember. Okay. Okay. So she, he asked her to marry him. Yeah. And the girls, are they like, oh, hell no. Yeah, I'm sure they were not stoked on that. But this is while he's still in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Gypsy's mom recalls him telling her that he actually never loved his wife, but he loves Gypsy. Oh. Gypsy yeah. Mormon too? Well, I don't know. But in one of the interviews that I watched, she was like, you know, of course, I he, he was I was admired him. He was a bishop of the church, you know, twice or whatever. So I mean, okay, so maybe she was, but they were for sure having sex without being married, and that's oh, for sure totally against the religion. Yeah, totally. Okay. Oh, and I think probably you can't get divorced. Can you get divorced in the Mormon religion? I don't know. Maybe you can't get divorced, and that's why you had to offer. Well, okay. Are getting to that point? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Gypsy's mama. Hmm had some real choice things to say about her own daughter. She also said that Gypsy's like real manipulative and one of the meanest people you've ever met. Oh. She actually had graphic pictures of a time when Gypsy actually bit her. Bit her mother? Yeah, she bit her mother in the arm and left this huge bruise and teeth marks. When she was a kid? No, I think this is when she was an adult. Oh. Her mom and sister think she is fully capable of plotting together with Martin to kill Michelle. And by the way, when Gypsy was a child, her mom says she used to kill animals. No. Maybe you shouldn't name your daughter Gypsy. Not a good name. Also, every interview with this this Gypsy chick, she seems so callous and heartless. I mean, I just, I'm not a fan. She killed her. I don't know, but... She She definitely doesn't feel bad about it. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. So after Martin's oldest daughters were sent packing by Martin and they learned of his plans to move Gypsy in, their father being a murderer, explaining that they had all the evidence of his motive being that he was having an affair and he desperately wanted to move his mistress in with him at the expense of killing his mother. But the local police didn't give a shit, and they didn't listen to these girls. But these girls did not stop talking. They went to every newspaper in Utah, and they went to the Utah State Government Center where they successfully got some special investigators with the special prosecutor's office to look into their case. These investigators didn't mess around. They went way back into Martin McNeil's past, way back. 
they found that he had served a short amount of time in the military 30 years ago and had been discharged because he claimed he was schizophrenic. And he had been continuously collecting $3,000 a month in disability ever since for 30 years. No way. Yeah. Okay. He had also served time in jail for check fraud. And actually, while he was still on parole for that felony, he falsified his college transcripts, and that's how he got into medical school. (laughs) Bananas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the girls are starting to learn that their father, who they believe is responsible for their mother's death, has also been lying to them their whole lives, and he was not about to stop being a total monster. He told them he had plans to get rid of their younger adopted sisters. He had found a family out in California that was going to take them off his hands. The girls were actually able to stop this plan from happening, but not from him sending one of the girls back to the Ukraine for what he said was going to be for two months. But it ended up being closer to a year. My God. Yeah. So, I mean, that's real messed up, right? Like, this poor girl has just lost her mother. And you know what else is messed up? Is that on account of Gypsy having some tax debt, she took over this little girl's identity. No. Yeah. She used her social security number and birth certificate, and she actually opened three bank accounts with Martin as his wife. These people are shady because she had the daughter's last name. Yeah. Her excuse for this was that she was like, I was just passive to it. You know, I just needed a fresh start. It was all Martin's idea. (laughs) Okay. So weird. So, all this time, Michelle's family and Martin's other daughters want their sister back from the Ukraine. Finally, Michelle's niece is able to go to the Ukraine and bring her cousin back to Utah. When she found her, she had been living in deplorable conditions. I can't imagine the trauma this little girl had been through after being adopted by a loving mother who dies suddenly and then shipped away from the family she has known and loved to a lifestyle in Ukraine she was not accustomed to anymore, okay? But thankfully, getting this little girl back resulted in uncovering all the identity fraud that Gypsy and Martin had been committing, okay? Both were arrested and sent to separate prisons. Martin was sentenced to four years, but was released after three. Okay? Okay. He returned to his house in Pleasanton, Utah, but not for long. Seven weeks later, he was arrested and charged with the murder of Michelle McNeil. Good. Hallelujah. Yeah. It had taken years and years, but they successfully got the medical examiner's report changed from natural causes to undetermined. This was especially challenging to make happen due to the fact that sadly the original medical examiner had died of breast cancer. Mm. Yeah. So at this point, with all the publicity from the trial, people from Martin's shady past started to come out of the woodwork. Patients of his 
said that he had molested them and used intimidation to keep them quiet. And another former mistress of his said that he told her while they were having an affair that he had killed his own brother by giving him an overdose because his brother was such an embarrassment. And he had also given some mercy ODs to several of his patients. Monster, right? Monster. Monster. Okay. So the trial begins and the neighbors that were on the scene the day of Michelle's death testified how they found her still in the bathtub and Martin's behavior never made any sense to them. His daughters, like the bathtub thing is like pretty crazy, right? Because it doesn't make any sense why he couldn't just lift her out of the bathtub. No. No. That whole thing the whole time. And then he says that he's giving her CPR. Is he giving it to her in the bathtub? No. This female neighbor comes up the stairs and he's like, no, I need a man's help. Like she was so heavy. Like she wasn't. No. And I'm sorry, but when you have adrenaline, you can pick up anything. I feel like I could lift you out of a bathtub if you were like unconscious. Yes, you could. Hello. Yeah. Listen, a little boy that I knew got trapped under a bed that was real heavy. I lifted it. Yeah. By myself. There's no way on God's green earth I could ever do that. But I had all this adrenaline and he was screaming bloody murder and I've saved him. Yeah. So, of course, it's a freaking husband. Yeah. Okay. So that didn't bode well for Dr. McNeil. Okay, Dr. McNeil. And neither did the fact that his daughters also testified against him, right? And even two of his former cellmates testified that he had confessed to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't always believe that, but I know, he, but you know, whatever they have to, they didn't treat it like a crime scene. So they have to like, if they want to lock this guy up, they got to use everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Miss Gypsy Rose or not Gypsy Rose. God, that's horrible. Miss Gypsy Willis. <sighs> well, they're hopefully both in jail. Yeah. Although I don't think Gypsy I Rose, know. Like, well, you know no, what I, I digress. Mean. Right. Yeah. She testified as well. And she said that she didn't believe that Martin was capable of murder. I kind of think that she just, like, has said all that because she doesn't want to incriminate herself. Yeah, of course. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But the jury found Martin guilty and sentenced him to 15 years to life. Side note, by this time, Martin was not looking good. He's looking old, okay? And when the verdict was read, he was expressionless. His daughters, on the other hand, screamed with joy and relief. Wow, they really hated their dad. Yeah, they really did, right? Martin appealed his case and lost. Okay? Mm-hmm. And after that, on April 9th, 2017, Martin committed suicide in his prison no cell. No way. Nope. His daughters were not surprised. His daughters are pretty amazing. All of them have stuck together and are thriving. Like, they're pretty awesome. His daughter, Alexis, was able to adopt her younger sisters. And his daughter, the one that was in medical school at the time of her mother's death, is now a practicing physician. But she has changed her name to her mother's maiden name and is now Dr. Summers because she didn't want to hear the name Dr. McNeil anymore. I like that. Yeah. 
In fact, the girls have done everything they can to erase their father. They don't have any pictures up of him or anything like that. And they even allowed volunteers to rub off the part of their mother's tombstone that said, wife of Martin McNeil. Oh. Wow. That's a sad story, Gretchy. It is sad, but it's nice. They finally got some justice and these girls all stuck together all, you know, six of them. I mean, and imagine the tenacity that it took to get that girl back from the Ukraine. I know. At least they were good kids. Yeah, they were good kids. And essentially they lost both of their parents. I know. They did. Yeah. Well, happy new year to you. Happy fucking new year. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we have a big 2020 coming. I could feel it. Yeah. And if you love our podcast, we would really love you to give us a five star. That could be, okay, that's our, my new year's resolution for our listeners. <laughs> everybody. You see how bossy just, she is? She I does the shit am. to me too. Listen, I saw this cup at Target. It said, I'm not, not bossy. bossy. No, it says, I'm not bossy, but I am a boss. Oh, okay. Like, okay. So that's, that's you know, fitting. But maybe I am bossy. I I have been called that since I was in like second grade. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Yeah. I feel like sometimes if you're bossy, you get what you want. Sometimes you need to get in charge. Uh Uh-huh. And we need some more reviews in 2020. So please, if you find it in your heart of all hearts, just, you know, go scroll down real quick and just do the little five star. And if you write something, we'll give you a little shout out. Yeah, arigato. And join our Facebook group. Oh, join our Facebook group. It's real fun. And if you guys want more of us, you can always find us on Himalaya Membership. We give you a bonus crime a month and another episode every single week of current events. So you'll find us there. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And happy, happy, happy New Year. Be safe. And don't do anything crazy. Yeah. And don't let anything crazy happen to you. Good one. Oh, I know. Okay, clink, clink. So, clink, clink.